good morning and welcome to Taking Ship, a guided cruise through dumbest timeline America. We wish you all a very happy National Good Day Day, which, according to some intrepid internet researchers, is the day Ice Cube was rapping about in his song, uh, January 20th, 20th, 1992, to be exact. Uh, I'm Ellie Jacobs, joined this week by Maggie Moore, who's taking time off from running Women for Cone, uh, her new um, side project. Frank is still on the Oregon Trail, so if you have wagon wheels and or a cure for dysentery, please tweet at us. Good morning, Maggie. Uh, good morning, Ellie. Uh, and as always, please be sure to leave comments and rate us because honestly, my ego craves it. I need it this time of year. Um, please be sure to also follow us on Twitter at, at taking ship with a P uh, as in pudding. Uh, you can follow me at Maggie M012, Ellie at, at Ellie Jacobs, and Frank at, at Frank Spring. So this week has been eventful. Like there's been things that are happening. I think is, is safe to say. Um, there have been MAGA hat wearing twats being twats at the March for Life in D.C. There's been women's marches. The government still isn't working. I mean, well, it's never really been working, but it's shut down, um, which is where we're going to start this morning. Um, and can I just say, Ellie, that I am thankful, as always, that we're going to joke about it. I need yeah. that. Like yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the only way to be healthy in this environment. Uh, I think we've all said it before, like this podcast is what keeps us sane because we just take the approach that we're just in dumbest timeline America and it's all a mistake because it's all dumb. It's Which having all, the government be shut down for this long is yeah. very, and for this reason, is yeah. very dumb. Very, very, Like very empirically dumb. so. This is just science. Yeah. <laughs> it's fact. Oh god. It's not even an opinion. This is just dumb. All right, so let's speculate wildly about the shutdown. My personal thing that I'm like really caught up on is the media keeps harping about TSA agents, um how they're calling in sick because they don't want to they're obviously not being paid so they don't want to work without getting paid, how lines at the airports are really long and yeah, that provides really good visuals, so I kind of understand why media is obsessed with it. But at the same time, the USDA is not working. So like nobody's checking our food. Like right, that to me that, seems way bigger deal. Sure, but that will come a little bit later when everyone's shitting their brains out when they didn't eat at Chipotle. <laughs> um, but the news media is traveling around all the time. So if you're at an airport, yeah. it's a lot easier to realize that this is immediately how it affects right. me. Because most folks, I mean, myself included, really are only interested in the like immediate effects. So for right. a while, which remember, this shutdown started <laughs> last year. <sighs> Like we weren't really paying attention. We were at the holidays. Like there was no, there wasn't really. Didn't feel like there was an immediate effect. But like having to wait extra, extra, extra long at JFK feels like an immediate effect, as opposed to how long it takes E. coli to incubate in a new set of romaine. Right, or the fact that like the weather service isn't getting paid, so they're not working. So we're not going to have any heads up about like hurricanes or anything. Oh boy, that's the that's actually the worst. Yeah. Um, what I think is hilarious is the number of folks that have continued to be shuttled into the essential category. Like we're really stretching the boundaries and what essential actually means here. Yeah. I had, I had coffee this week with a friend who's a, um, she's a tax litigator and she has nothing to do because the IRS is shut down. Oh my God. And she's yeah. like legit concerned about being able to bill properly because like she's can't bill clients for work that she's not doing because she can't talk to the IRS. Which is hysterical. But what I read um, is that if the IRS isn't working, then uh, tax returns aren't being processed. And there are a ton of families out there that use their tax return to pay holiday bills. Yeah. And that's painful. Yeah. Um, and I think that like a lot of what I have also heard um, from, from other news sources is that the reason why there hasn't been a ton of focus on the shutdown is because um, 
like we're not feeling the effect yet. It's like, we're about to. Yeah. I mean, I think now, I think now over the edge, this is the second paycheck that people are missing. That should, you know, that'll really bite people, especially people who are already living paycheck to paycheck, which. Right. Which is a lot of people people are the non-essential folks. I would imagine. What was it? It was the, um, Lauren Katzenberg tweeted about a story with a Kodiak, Alaska, where like Mm -hmm. 85% of the people work for the coast guard. Exactly. So this whole town is like in a lot of pain, uh, or that they suit, they depend uh, incredibly a lot on on the Coast Guard. Yeah, or uh, what was it Huntsville, Alabama, where there's a huge NASA um, facility, and it's also just like nobody's nobody's working. I mean, this is really just so unbelievably dumb. I know. So let's wildly speculate about what will end it. It's hard to say because if your ego is that fragile, and we're talking about our our, our unfortunate president, that like he has a he does a really tremendous job of being able to kind of like pivot on a pivot on an issue just to be like, Oh, well I ended it. Therefore I won. You know what I mean? So like he could say like, Oh, like I'm going to end the pain and suffering of, you know, our military, whatever. I'm just making up whatever he would probably say um, to end it, to make it look good for him. And I don't know if that would actually work. So I'm wondering if he just moves the goalpost and claims the match and ends it for himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's probably, I mean, I think what he did yesterday with this, uh, uh, you know, kind of hail Mary of you give me what the $5.7 billion to build a wall that nobody wants and nobody needs and isn't going to pay for even like a fraction of the total cost. And I'll let, uh, the, um, the dreamers stay for three years, which it was so funny to watch that just fail as spectacularly as it did. Yeah, That was satisfying because <laughs> that's yeah. gross and brutal. Like, but man, blew and up he was, all he was over the place. Tweeting today, like threatening that he's going to deport 11 million people if Nancy doesn't do something, I don't know. I mean, this is all just like, because in dumbest timeline America and Coulter essentially runs the executive branch. This is what we're dealing with now. I feel like we should have a special sound effect for when we talk about Ann Coulter. Yeah. It just like warns people like, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> like a ghost is coming through. Cause like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, she's just not a good person. Emphatically not. Yeah. Um, but when I read, I feel like a Washington post um, op-ed or column, who's to say what it actually was, um, about Nancy Pelosi stealing the spotlight from Donald Trump and how that was driving him crazy. Uh, But one of the points that was made in the piece was that um, we're really fucking lucky to have uh, a pro like Nancy Pelosi at the helm right now because if this was a rookie, this could go very, very badly. Yeah, imagine if our dude Seth was running the house. Oh, boy. Right? No, 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 no. Like, like, you need someone who is... Um, media savvy has been around the block and can keep Dems in line together right. to take this on. That's really the important thing about what, if anything, is going to break either the Republicans or the Democrats. I mean, Will Hurd, who's a, who's a congressman from Texas and has, um, I, I think his district, it has like 400 miles of, of Mexican border in it. Mm-hmm. And he's a former CIA agent. Um, so he's, you know, big on the national securities. Uh, he said the wall is dumb. Because it is dumb, because it's never been about a literal wall. Yeah. Especially because those MAGA hat-wearing twats at the Lincoln Memorial, intimidating uh, this Native man, were chanting, build the wall. Bitch, they were here before you were. Like, it's never been about a literal wall. Yeah. I mean, now that we're about to hit polar vortex again, Lewis Black had a bit, I mean, this is going back probably like 15 years, Lewis Black had a bit about... Um, the cold air all comes from Canada, so we should just build a, build a big fucking wall along the Canadian border. Like, keep that's all the cold air out. That's, I can get behind. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. 
<laughs> that's not a that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like though, what did Ann Coulter actually say? She said something that that, that, that the president fast, like it, it was something along like I mean I think her thing is like okay so we're not going to get the wall but we're giving amnesty to immigrants like that was her thing. Oh, I feel like she did. She also say that like if like he has to build the wall. Um, I feel like uh, that she essentially said something along the lines of, um, "You have to build the wall that you promised on the cam- like on the campaign, otherwise." Um, you're going to be done. Like, yeah, we won't, yeah. It's we won't it's it's not you. it's not just her. I mean, uh, I mean, however many months ago when I got called a globalist on TV, that Globalist. guy uh, Chuck Boom, um, his whole thing was that if the caravan gets in, if one person from the caravan gets in, Trump will lose his base. I mean, this is this is their thing. Also, can we just like revisit the caravan for a moment? Where no. are they? What happened? Is anyone still talking about it? No. What is going on? There's a new one coming. Oh God! And they have prayer rugs. Oh, right, 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 So it's all so stupid. It is very stupid, but I do think that we got how I think it's going to end. Do you think that it's also going to end by President Trump being like, take claiming victory? Or do you have a different speculation about what will happen? I think it's going to have to end with him claiming victory. My fear is that it's going to end because of something disastrous, like a plane crash or something. Like, like a national emergency? Like an air traffic controller is just like overworked and isn't paying attention or TSA lets some guy in. Like it's going to be something catastrophic. Yeah. Ooh, God. That's good speculation, but also yikes. Yeah, serious yikes. But I, I mean, there's no way for him to back down without some kind of face saving. And I don't know what that is because, I mean, even if it gets down to like, you know, Nancy Pelosi gives them, I think she already upped what the offer is to a, like a $1 billion for border security. So like, you can say like, okay, Donald, like, you know, go to Costco and buy a bunch of shower curtains and you can have your wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, similar sort of like uh, disaster adjacent thing that I could see Donald Trump really responding to is if there was some like viral story that bubbled up that had to do with a veteran being affected by like a very sympathetic veteran, I feel like he would be like, oh, we must protect the troops. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, no, this is, that's so fake. Stop it. Yeah. I feel like, like that, that would or, definitely go in line. Or, you know, whatever happened with this BuzzFeed story that came out that, um, we should talk about that for a second because it's actually kind of- a That piece is wild. Me. Yeah, the piece is wild. So essentially BuzzFeed, who has been pretty right and very well sourced on a lot of the, on a lot of stupid Watergate, as we call the entire Russia- probe which honestly uh, because they're right about so much i really should start taking their quizzes much yeah. more seriously about yeah. when i'm going to get married and what kind of bagel i am yeah seriously they're right mm-hmm. um so i think at some point we ascribed it to john to to stephen colbert it's actually john oliver calls it stupid stupid watergate so yes just to be clear on who's the creative genius behind that um so this article um said um that based on uh, two uh, well-sourced um, people in, in the Justice Department may or may not be involved with the, with the Mueller probe, they have documentation and text messages and everything else that shows that Donald Trump told Michael Cohen to lie about to Congress about how long the discussions about Trump Tower Moscow went on. Um, which is huge because that uh, even William Barr, who's the nominee for the attorney general, uh, he said during testimony that, um, obstruction of justice is an impeachable offense, which again, the first two, the, the, the first thing that, uh, the first 
article of impeachment passed against Clinton was um, obstruction of justice. And the first one that was going to be passed against Nixon was also obstruction of justice. So there's kind of no way around it. Anyway, we bring this up because the special counsel's office for the first time that I can remember ever released a statement. Um, Which is crazy. And like how it should be done. They should say right. nothing. Right. But this statement it's it didn't specify which things they were calling into question, but it didn't that's the way the statement was written didn't call into question the entire article. So there are certain things that they have issues with, but it didn't say which things. So obviously Trump went out and you know bandied about how awesome it is, how you know the fake news got something else wrong. BuzzFeed is standing by their reporting. Special counsel office is obviously not saying anything. And we're sort of all back to where we are. And then of course, you know. Grandma Rudy goes out on TV today and he says that Trump remembers talking about Trump Moscow with Cohn through the election in 2016. So already Cohn's testimony where he said that we stopped talking about it in June is false. So it's a question of what led Cohn to lie about it. Which scares me a little bit. I mean, like if the BuzzFeed piece is explosive, yeah. um, but because Mueller's spokesperson, which I believe, as it was told to me, uh, that Rachel Maddow jokes that she wants that job because the spokesperson is paid a lot, but literally doesn't do anything yeah. because they don't make any comments. There was a great article in the Salt Lake Tribune or the Desert News about this guy, uh, Carr, I think. Is Peter his Carr. Name, Peter Carr, yeah. um, about him and how he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. But again, if you don't say anything, like you can't reaccused of anything so like it's like that's the right way it should go but right. because they don't say anything ever really uh because they made some statements about this that gives me reason to pause i don't know about what because like you said the statement is written in such a way where it's like you don't really know what they're disputing but still um so it's a little bit scary but honestly i super super hope that busby got it right and maybe like one tiny technicality is wrong that would be fine but yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. Um, Freaking me out. Well, that's another thing that could end the spec, the, the shutdown. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I will also just take this moment to once again, plug a show that we have talked about, which is the first season of slow burn. If you want to mm. know what the beginning of Watergate or Watergate felt like, listen to that show. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm grasping for clues, like trying to listen to it again, being like, is this the beginning of the end? Yeah. The one with Clinton also did that pretty well. well uh, who was it? Uh, is it is her name Nancy Drew? I can't remember what her what the reporter's name is who covered the Watergate stuff. Um, I think for the New Yorker back in the in the seventies, she just wrote a New York Times op ed basically saying like this is what was going on. Like we're there. Interesting. I'll have to go back to find it. I would be very surprised if her name was actually Nancy Drew. Yeah, um, it's Nancy it something. Is, I will follow I, up. I can't and remember. Eat crow. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the only thing that's keeping the shutdown going is that Donald Trump knows he needs his base and. The latest polling shows that his support is slipping in with his base. Um, and if it slips more, then suddenly the whole ballgame changes if Republicans decide he's not worth sticking up for anymore. And honestly, I think we're at a unique time uh, in this moment because um, of all the Democrats that just came in to Congress, I feel like they are uniquely positioned to actually stick the fuck together. So, you hope, right? I mean, I I really do hope. I really do yeah. hope. I was actually really impressed with um, AOC's "Where's Mitch" hashtag. Yeah. That's very catchy. It's really easy to share. It's funny. Like more of that, please. Yeah. Can we? Can I? I just want to say one thing about AOC. There was this whole thing made this week that she and um, 
uh, Congresswoman Dingle and who was the third? Um, Ted Lieu from, um, from California hosted mm-hmm. like a democratic caucus meeting about how to tweet. Yeah. It was and like, a and my class. response was like, no, 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 no one should be tweeting ever. Like everybody just stop. We need to make this thing go away. As it a person be, who loves Twitter, it can't be I'm important anymore. Honestly, like it's the most, di- like, I know that this is what was also said about how Donald Trump was communicating with his base, but it's the most yeah. direct way to speak to people who support yeah. you. Also, if nothing else, please take the class so you, that you don't do anything cringy. Right. And you don't do anything damaging. Yeah. It doesn't mean you need to tweet more. It just means you need to be better. Right. And it, you and can do that. <laughs> and from the reporting about the thing, it sounded like the thing that they were all pushing was just like, be authentic, which, yeah, that's, yeah. Listen. Just always be authentic. If it was that obvious, don't you think people would do it more? You'd think. But they but, don't. You right. need a class. You need, you need some help. It's fine. But again, yeah. just don't, like, be better doesn't mean do more. Yeah. Ready so, for this transition? Speaking of authentic. Scare! That was my transition noise. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to play a quick game because we said we're going to keep this episode a little short, and, and we will. Um, we've got a slate of guests coming up over the next couple of weeks, so we're going to have some longer episodes, and hopefully Frank will make it to Oregon or New Mexico, and, and he'll rejoin us. Either way, he's going west, young man. Go yeah, west. Yeah. Um, so we decided, Maggie, do you want to intro this, or, or should I? I do, because I'm okay. so excited. Um, okay, so um, Dave Weigel, whom I adore, um, had a whole tweet thread. I believe he's actually um, covering Gillibrand or following her. I'm not actually sure. Currently um, in Iowa with her, I think. Great. Um, so Dave Weigel is, um, had a tweet thread about a speech uh, or an event that Kirsten Gillibrand was doing, but there was one particular tweet uh, in a longer thread that said but something along the, to the effect of like, if Saturday Night Live does not have um, Kirsten Bell, Kristen Bell, excuse me, um, playing Gillibrand on Saturday Night Live, like we should all be fired. Um, and I agree. And so Ellie had the brilliant idea of having us assign which celebrity actors we wanted to play potential uh, presidential nominees on Saturday Night Live. Um, and I love Kristen Bell. I am backing that 100% um, for Saturday Night Live. But uh, my second nominee to play her uh, on SNL would be the one, the only, the legendary Amy Poehler. Yeah. I mean, Poehler can do just about anything. She can kind of literally anything. Yeah. I mean, it does need to be Kristen Bell and the fact that she already works for NBC makes it probably more likely. Um, The other one that I had was uh, Christina Applegate. Oh, that's a good one. Christina Applegate. I miss her. Yes. Bring her back, please. Yeah. That would be good. All right. So we're not going to go through all. Um, I mean, we went through 32. Um, some of who have subsequently decided they're not running, um, which is great. We're not going to do all 32. We're just going to do like five because we're lazy and honestly not that creative on a Sunday. I can't come up with that many people. Come on. Yeah. All right. So we did Gillibrand. Who's next on our list? Um, so next I have uh, for Elizabeth Warren. And um, I went a slightly different route. Again, this is someone that I would absolutely want to see. Um, I decided to go with Bernadette Peters. Oh, that's a good one. The Broadway maven. Bring her to television. I want her in my, more of her in my life. So yes, Bernadette Peters to play Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, that's a good one. I had Jessica Walters. Which who's, honestly is so good. She's, she's got the, the haircut from, too. The mother from Arrested Development. She yes. also like has that teacher's like smarmy thing going on that Warren has. I, th- I think, yeah. I would love, honestly, because I've, I know her as Lucille Bluth, yeah. I would love to see Jessica Walters in like a Patagonia vest 
and jeans. Like how funny would that be just to see that actor in that outfit? That would yeah. be perfect. That would be worth it itself. All yes. right. Um, okay. So next, uh, why don't we go with Cory Booker? Ellie, who do you have for Cory Booker or did we come up to the same person? I think we landed on the same person. Mm. Do you want to share who it is? Go ahead. Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. I don't, I just want more of him in my life. Also, yeah. Jordan Peele's been doing really well, but he's been doing, you know, he's a little bit more behind the camera. Um, I would love Keegan-Michael Key to come back into my comedy life on yeah, a more he, regular basis. He also just seems like the right person to do it. The only question is, is like, is now he's just too identified as um, Luther, Luther, the anger translator. Yeah. I think it's been long enough. I think it would be a good opportunity for him to develop a new character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's obviously the the first connection that most people are going to make because it was so good. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So who's next on our, on our very short list? Kamala um, Harris. Kamala Harris. So I have many Ooh. folks on the list. Um, I think the, my number one choice is Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Now that she's been uh, on the good place, sorry, spoilers, but if you're not that far along, like, come on, catch up, um, spend like three hours. It's a short show. Truly 20 minutes a pop. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, yes. I think Maya Rudolph would be good because she can do literally anything and I would watch her for 100 hours. Yeah. 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 I had, um, I had Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington would be an interesting choice. Um, but I don't know that she's funny and I feel like that's a key, key part of this whole thing. But she's hosted SNL before. Yeah. I feel like she, uh, Carrie Washington would bring the gravitas that's necessary. Sure. I would be interested to watch like what like what kind of character she would sink into um going then for another option going a little bit more in the zany route would be niecy nash um mm-hmm. niecy nash is hysterical she was on reno 911 uh when that show was on she has a show on tbs i don't know what channel it's on but it's called claws it's about an um uh, she owns a nail salon in the show um and niecy nash is wait and it's called claws that's awesome yeah which i love um and niecy is just like really out there, super bonkers, um, but is incredibly talented. Um, and then the last option that I had, because I just kept going for it, um, was Regina Hall. I really like Regina Hall. She's got good comedic chops. Most people probably know her from Scary Movie. Um, she was also in Girls Trip. Um, and I think she's kind of the nice combo of like being able to bring some, the elegance and the gravitas that Harris has, but also just has really great comedic timing. So those would be my three choices for... <laughs> Kamala Harris. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a bevy of a bevy of good choices. All right, so the last one up is uh, Bernie, and I have two. I've got yes. Christopher Lloyd. Who's that? Help me. Sorry, his Doc. His Doc from Back to the Future. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> oh, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. And the other option is obviously Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Interesting. I feel like Bill Murray is so still. As of late, like he just has like a lot more like mellow straight man ish to his comedy, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, and Bernie is like fucking crazy. What, Murray did Bill Murray did some recently on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he was Steve Bannon. Oh, but Steve Bannon is so slow. Like, yeah, I I like I I think Christopher Lloyd is genius. And perfect. Um, my suggestion. Who Saturday Night Live had him play last time around? It was. Um, oh, I don't. Maybe one of their dumb, insignificant boy no, no, no. actors. It in was. Um, it was. Um, Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, Larry David. David. Yeah, they had Larry David playing. Him, Larry David. Which was exact. Very. Like, it's like 
eerie. Yeah, it was too good. That's, yeah. But like, what if like Christopher Lloyd and Larry David like... Had a baby? (laughs) It would be Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, My suggestion was uh, Melissa McCarthy. Because, I mean, body type wise, like maybe not exactly right, but I feel like she could really take his erratic movements to the nth degree. Like, I think she was a funny Sean Spicer, but Sean Spicer didn't offer much in terms of the physical comedy that Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy can actually do. Um, so I think that she could, in a bald uh, cap, could really take Bernie Sanders yeah. to the most erratic place humanly possible. Yeah, that could be interesting. I would also like to see her play Cory Booker. I'm just saying it. Melissa McCarthy's a white lady. She can't play Cory Booker. I'm, I'm not holding anything against her for this one. I think she could do it. I think it would be hilarious. Oh, God. I mean, honestly, I would be fine watching Melissa, Her- uh, Melissa McCarthy do anything. Kind yeah. of like how uh, Kate McKinnon was like a close second place on like literally every single yeah. character yeah. that we came up with. Because she Did you see that puppet movie with Melissa McCarthy? No. Neither did I. The Puppet Land Murders or something. I think it was actually Jim Henson's son was the director, which... Oh, that's right. It was supposed to be like a gritty detective yeah, thing, but Yeah, I didn't puppets. see it, but it was supposed to be not great. All I right, mean, so those are our candidates. I don't know. Do we have anybody else that we want to toss out there, like any other potential? I didn't really have anyone else on the list. There's, I mean, obviously, um, so when we, when we were initially talking about this idea, um, there was a lot of other folks that obviously have declared or that we're thinking about. I mean, if you're at the live show, you know literally how many there are. Um, but I think the key to coming up with a good SNL um, person is that they have to be not just mockable, but like characterable. Like they have to have enough presence um, and you have to literally remember what they sound like to be worthy of the show. For, so for someone right. like Julian Castro, like, I don't know. Like we couldn't come up with anybody. I'm sure there are others that we are missing and we would very much welcome uh, your thoughts and input uh, on actors, either for the ones, the nominees that we came up with, um, or just for ones that you think are perfect um, that we did not get to today. Yeah. So please tweet at us. Uh, Maggie, you want to take us out? And then I'll, I would I'll, love I'll to. where we're taking ship. <laughs> I would love to. So again, as always, thank you for sticking with us, um, even when, you know, it feels like there's nothing to joke about. Um, and again, please be sure to rate us, leave comments wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and be sure to follow us at, at taking ship and that ship with a P as in, please tell us where we're headed this week, Ellie. So this week we take ship to the middle of the country. Not exactly entirely sure how we're going to get there. I think it'll involve something having to do with the Delaware and the Mississippi and the Colorado rivers, but we're going to go road trip with Beto O'Rourke because I have a sneaking suspicion. Frank Spring is also road tripping with Beto O'Rourke. So, uh, friends, we are somehow taking ship down Route 66 to find Beto as he doesn't run for president, but continues his long history of being, I don't know, sort of a vagrant walkabout guy. So, friends, join us as we find Beto or work in the middle of the country doing not much other than hanging out in diners. And that's it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>